This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Taliban takeover. People are trying to reach to the airport to leave the country. White House on the defense. This is President Biden's Saigon moment. Earthquake aftermath. Rescue workers are frantically searching for survivors. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. And I'm Cammie McCormick at the Pentagon with the CBS World News Roundup. The Taliban have seized control of Afghanistan, entering Kabul and finding no resistance. This morning, there is a frantic situation at Kabul International Airport. Afghans desperate to leave the country are chasing military planes on the tarmac, some tying themselves to the wheels, some falling to their deaths. Roxana Sabari begins our coverage. This morning, more chaos as gunfire rang out. But the U.S. is deploying 1,000 more troops to the airport as Washington scrambles to evacuate Americans from Afghanistan. No one, including us, expected the Taliban to reach Kabul yesterday so fast. In the past few days, the Taliban have taken city after city and they've approached on the capital. And now, with news that they are here, we are heading to the airport. Unable to get on a flight, we decided to stay. Taliban fighters soon declared an end to the war from the comfort of the presidential palace. Just hours after strolling into Kabul, just 11 days after launching an offensive, overwhelming U.S.-trained Afghan forces in cities across Afghanistan. By evening yesterday, President Ashraf Ghani, who only the day before had vowed to keep fighting, fled the country. He said he left to avoid bloodshed. His countrymen are calling him a coward. The evacuation of the U.S. Embassy is complete, with some staffers now working at the airport. And the U.S. military, including the 82nd Airborne troops, which arrived last night, are securing the perimeter. The Biden administration is under increasing pressure to explain how things went wrong so quickly. Siraj Mabuba of the Afghan Women's Network. I cannot tell you how angry I am when it comes to the international effort and the way we were dropped. Do you know how many lives have been wasted because of this? Here's our Ed O'Keefe. Protests outside the White House Sunday as the situation in Afghanistan quickly deteriorated. President Biden remains at Camp David, where top military and security aides briefed him Sunday from a distance. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, issued a dire warning to lawmakers. The Taliban's swift return to power means al-Qaeda could now reconstitute itself in Afghanistan faster than U.S. government estimates of two years. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was left to explain things. Like it or not, uh, there was an agreement that the forces would come out on May 1st. Had they not, had we not begun that, the president did. Uh, and the Taliban saw, then we would have been back at war with the Taliban. 
Colorado Democratic Congressman Jason Crow, who served two tours of duty in Afghanistan, expressed concern. Nobody anticipated that the 20-year buildup of an Afghan army uh, with the hundreds of billions of dollars that we've poured into it, uh, that that army would not last uh, a month. Back in Kabul, Taliban fighters have started collecting weapons from civilians. Steve? Well, Cammie, there's chaos and carnage in another part of the world, Haiti, where nearly 1,300 people are dead after Saturday's strong earthquake. CBS's Vladimir Dutier in Port-au-Prince says there's a desperate rescue effort to find any trapped survivors. Hospitals are overwhelmed by incoming patients as rescue workers search for survivors under mounds of concrete and debris. The epicenter of the 7.2 magnitude quake is about 80 miles west of the capital, Port-au-Prince. The coastal town of Lekai was one of the hardest hit, and its hospital is at capacity. A private plane is flying patients to Port-au-Prince. It's a striking blow for a country that still hasn't fully recovered from a series of natural disasters. Rashid Edmond is Haiti's ambassador to the U.S. He says the rebuilding effort will be an arduous one, especially after the assassination of Haiti's president, Jovenel Moïse, last month led to even more instability. But he says Haiti's interim government needs to step up and rebuild a stronger nation. We cannot avoid any earthquake, but at least when the earthquake comes, there will be better resistance of those buildings and every other infrastructure. So they won't collapse like a house of cards. In the wake of Haiti's devastating earthquake, the country could get a blast from Tropical Depression Grace and its top winds of 35 miles an hour. Tropical Storm Fred in the Gulf of Mexico is expected to make landfall later today along the Florida Panhandle. Jackie Roush filled sandbags at her home along the Alabama coast. Any blowing rain won't seep through. Uh, Let's hope this is the only one this year. The Texas Supreme Court has blocked mask mandates in Dallas and San Antonio that defied Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Texas has 11,500 hospitalized COVID patients, the most since January. Schools open today in Los Angeles, the nation's second largest system. All students and staffers will undergo weekly testing, whether or not they're vaccinated. On Face the Nation, Dr. Anthony Fauci said the best way to stop the Delta variant of the coronavirus is to get vaccinated. All of this is entirely predictable and yet, on the other hand, entirely preventable. We've got to get people vaccinated. We have about 90 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated who are not. Well, 8,000 people were forced to flee their homes east of Salt Lake City when a wildfire kicked up. And I'd sure hate to lose all my ski equipment. So. We packed up what we need because we're old. So it's mostly medicines. For a time, the fire closed part of Interstate 80. It was caused by a malfunctioning catalytic converter on a motor vehicle. Wind and lightning are the big issues for teams fighting the Dixie Fire in California. Some new evacuations were ordered there over the weekend. The Biden administration's approved a permanent increase in the levels of food stamp assistance, the largest single hike in the program's history. It means average benefits per person will go up from $121 a month to $157. A food delivery company called an audible in ads featuring a former NFL quarterback. 
Uber Eats sacked Jay Cutler from its ad campaign with the NFL over Cutler's stance against mask mandates in schools. The former NFL quarterback tweeted their views aren't aligned and joked his weekend freed up. Cutler had recently praised parents who challenged mask mandates in Tennessee where he lives. In a statement, Uber says it's proud of the work it's done over the last year to get as many people vaccinated as possible and it would rather partner with people who support that work. The company pledged 10 million rides to get people to vaccination sites. Monica Rick. CBS News. A Honus Wagner baseball card sells at auction for a record $6.6 million. The card was issued in American Tobacco Company's cigarette boxes from 1909 to 1911. The previous record was $5.2 million for a Mickey Mantle card. That's the roundup. For Cammie McCormick at the Pentagon, I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 